let's let's talk football. Let's talk Champions League. Oh yeah, um, I happened to watch well most of the games. I think uh, with one I had to go back and watch. I think it was the Chelsea one I actually didn't pay attention to because I knew what was going to happen. But uh, again, we'll break down each game, game by game. We'll start with. I know you're a Chelsea guy, so. We'll leave that one for for almost last. But let's talk about yeah, leave it last. Yeah, I know. <laughs> let's talk about Real Madrid and Liverpool. <laughs> what were your yeah. thoughts on that game? Like, I, I'm I'm not surprised, uh, but at the same time, like I, you know, Liverpool. I don't know what they were going into the game with. I don't know if it was like arrogance. Um, they were really terrible. They were awful throughout the pitch. Keita was awful. Mane was awful. Alexander Arnold was awful. They offered really nothing for the whole 90s. So I don't know what's going on with Liverpool this season, but it's very, uh, it's very, very terrible. I think it is uh, the fear of Sergio Ramos is the beginning of wisdom <laughs> for, for Liverpool and their, and their fans. <laughs> uh, I, I, I didn't even see it as arrogance. I, I saw it fear. They were engulfed with fear. Were they really scared though? Because this is the same yeah. Liverpool team that smacked Bayern. If you see um, the way they played, then look at their first half. The way they played their first half was as if you know you as if like you you took a a, a relegation fighting team in the Premiership and tell them to go and play Real Madrid and. Uh, and then just the name, it's not as if the players on the pitch for Madrid are like, I mean, they are world-class players on, in Madrid, you know, but you can tell me that uh, Asensio is a world-class player for me. It's not. Uh, uh, Vasquez that was playing right back against Mane. No, but, the, but that's the thing. That's the thing. People like, tend to underestimate this... Personally, I don't think this Madrid side is anything special, but at the same time, they've been here before. They've done this, what, four times in the last how many years? So, like, they will always have... They, they were, there was nothing... They didn't... Real Madrid didn't look threatened at all at any point they in that not. game. No, they, they didn't look threatening, but if you... I think it was a... When Ramos wasn't playing, so I was like... Was it that they were scared of uh, maybe uh, of what happened, you know, in that final that you know Salah got injured? But mm-hmm. my, but tactically they were everywhere. Uh, individually, you know, they were awful. Uh, I couldn't get on. I, I can't even. I, I can't even know how to explain how bad they were, especially in the first half. And it's not as if they were playing inside Santiago Bernabeu. They were playing normally where is Madrid's training ground. So what was yeah. it? But there's like, no fans in the stadium too. So I don't think exactly Santiago Bernabeu would have made a difference for Madrid. But yeah, but maybe you could be looking at the magnificence of the stadium, you know, how, you know, there, there are a few things, you know, but uh, it's just like there we are. There we are. I was really, really angry with Liverpool for not playing a game that meets the standard of the Champions League, not the standard of Liverpool. I mean, a a, a Champions League standard, you know, 
you there was nothing for them to give in the first half and uh, it was as if every time madrid came you know did attack they were going to score you know uh, trust me uh modric and cruz are past their prime you know it's I mean, it's not you, you can make the argument but i think this game reminds me of uh, people may not see it reminds me of the aston villa liverpool game Aston Villa played well, but at the same time, like, the things they were doing is just like one ball over the top mm-hmm. and someone is in. Like, Real Madrid did that multiple times. Like, the Edda Militao, the centre-back, would pass the cross. Cross yeah. would play a one-time ball behind the defenders. He did it multiple times after the first goal. Trent, I think, clued on to him after the second goal. So Trent knew what they were trying to do. Yeah. So they'd switch who does that long ball. It would become Modric. So it's no longer Chris is Modric. They would switch sides. Mm-hmm. So they were just pinging balls over. That's what Aston Villa did. They just one ball over the top. Liverpool's line is too high, which is the same thing that Bayern does. I don't know why teams still don't think when they do things like this. Like you have Vinicius, who has... You can't catch him when he's running into space. So like why yeah. you do that, I don't understand. I think there were... The problem with Liverpool playing high, for me, playing high wasn't the problem. The problem is that they were allowing the long balls. So their pressing, their gen-gen pressing wasn't effective. So if you look at the energy level of Liverpool when they were firing, if they are closing you down, they close you down right away. They will not allow you to play that long ball, you know? But this time around, it was as if, as like, look at the individual players, you know. Mane on the right, on the left was not performing. Uh, Salah on the right was not performing. Uh, Diego Jota was not getting any cross, even though he's, he's a small stature, but he's good in the air, you know. And their midfield was weak, weak as ever. I don't know why uh, he played, uh, what's his name? Uh, Nabi. Nabi Keita. I don't know why he played him, you know. I mean, I, I've always said that uh, Thiago Alcantara is not, doesn't have the pace of the league. But I think playing in Europe is different. And against the opposition, he was so, faced. So that's, that's the miscalculation that Klopp made then. Because he, yes. I think he was banking on having legs run through the pitch. Yeah, but they were not even running. They were, they were not even running. It's like, see, they, they ate one kind food, you know, and uh, we on something, you know, and you know, Liverpool all or played a very, very bad game, you know. I've always wanted to see a rematch, you know. I know without the fans, it's not the same, but I was expecting Liverpool to give something different compared to, at least as a revenge of the first game or, you know, the not the first game, but the Champions League, they lost to Madrid. Now, with 3-1 down, I don't know how they're going to come back because, one, they're playing in an empty stadium. That's number one. Mm-hmm. So when you're playing in an, in an empty stadium, for me, all this season, it has been like a, a pre-season game throughout the whole season with our fans. You know, so... And when without the fans, there's no pressure on the opposition. That's number one. So how are they going to cope with that? How are they going to, you know, 
Anfield is not the same without the fans. So it's, it's practically over, you know, for them. Unfortunately, but uh, I mean, they've you know they've they've done this what two years ago against Barcelona, which they, they, that was a bizarre game. But I don't see the same type of comeback. Actually, I shouldn't say that it's Liverpool. You never know. But I think the tie is done. I think Madrid will win. Uh, all they have to do is score one goal at Anfield, and it's done. It's done. As an uphill battle, but at the same time, really, stranger things have happened. So let's move on to City. Yeah, stranger things happen, but with the fans. In the field, <laughs> uh, have you seen any comeback this season? Uh, I mean, if you move to the Premier League, Arsenal just came back against West Ham, that was like last week. Uh, who are those? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Okay, okay, so how about City and Dortmund? Catch that game, Man City were lucky, I would say. Really. I didn't yeah. see it that way. Uh, why would you say they're lucky? I didn't see it that way. I didn't. I didn't. To be honest, that like, besides like one or two moments, I really didn't think they had anything to be worried about in that game. Just personally. Yeah, I and I like Dortmund a lot. Like, I, I Holland missed a, a one and one, which she should have buried. But yeah, um, the one I I saw that I watched that game, and uh, for me, City winning just to one at home. It's a very dicey score, especially that's 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 what I meant by you know. For me, City didn't live up to the standard of what they of the season that they are currently having. Um, I think uh, Champions League is too heavy for City. You know, really? Yes, it's too. Heavy. Look at the times there. Last season, it was a better chance. This season, they are not going to win the Champions League this season. I, I, don't, know, even... I don't know if it's too heavy, and I agree with you. I don't <laughs> see them winning the Champions League. I think that they, I think for whatever reason, Pep overthinks, and he does this every season. Like against Lyon, he overthinks the Champions League. Like he, he does things he shouldn't otherwise do. Like the lineup is fine, leave the lineup as is. But for the Champions League, he will, you know, he, he experiments, it's infected. Wing backs, he do just does crazy things, and then I think when he's coaching Champions League, he's thinking of his Barcelona team. Why so? Check then, see what he does with the teams in Champions League. So he, he I, I that's my thought, because if he had a good team with FC Bayern when he was with Bayern. Mm-hmm. You know, semi-final was the closest that they got to. And now with Man City, how many times has he tried? You know, how many semi-finals? I think it's and two, if I remember two. correctly. I think I think he did the one with uh, who was uh, Monaco, Mbappe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was. I think that was a semi-final, and then uh, Tottenham Hotspur. So imagine, oh, imagine, you might just imagine Tottenham Hotspur. I mean, no offense to no, 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 no offense to Spurs, and you know, with all due respect, but comp- just look at the lineup. You know, with that that season they lost to Spurs. Look at the the amount of money spent on 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 the squad that Pep had, and look at Tottenham. 
That season, they didn't sign any player, did they? The one that got to the finals against Liverpool. I don't think so. Yeah, I think that's the they, season where the squad was the same. Yeah. So, and yet still they lost. So, and what I saw against Dortmund was, it wasn't convincing for me. You know, I like the way they play, but yet still, when did they score the second goal? Towards the end of the game. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. No, no doubt about that. But again, I think, I don't know, like Dortmund had a few moments where it's one of those games where even if they didn't play well, they could have scored like two, maybe. Like if Holland had put his chance, to, if you put it in the net, that's another goal. But again, I think 2-1 is a very, very dangerous scoreline for Man City. That's a very before. dangerous one. But it's a, if they get it's a very through, they get one. through this. This is the best time for them to win the Champions League because it's going to be, I think, tougher next season for them to do this. So this is probably because Barcelona won't be the same. They might not be as strong uh, as old Barcelona sides, but they're not going to be as weak uh, this season. I don't think they will be, especially with the new president. Uh, Madrid might be in a better position next season as well. So. Uh, Man U, United, um, you have the likes of Chelsea, Liverpool, Mistrent. Like it, it's just going to become more difficult. So I think Inter Milan is back in the Champions League as well. Uh, right. They win the Sierra. So it's this is the best time for Pep to actually do uh, Champions League for outside of Barca. I, you know, in Champions League, anything happens. I mean, all the clubs that you mentioned. You know, they've always been there. They were here. They, they were in the Champions this season, right? But as well, I think they didn't live up to the expectation. Uh, Bar- uh, Barca was disappointing. Inter was the, the most disappointing team. Yeah, they, they really for me. The um, Maybe they were more interested in winning Serie A than winning Champions League because it's been a long time since they touched the Serie A. And uh, and and even for Man City, I, the things are with Man City, they have they have money. You know, sometimes I listen to Pep. He said, "Oh, players expensive." Oh, yeah. no, but you go and buy Ederson. The amount they spent on him, you go and buy uh, Ruben Dias. But they're not the only squad yeah. with money, though. Like, you have, again, well, Real Madrid is struggling this season. Uh, but you have, like, United, for example. United can technically buy whoever they want. <laughs> but the problem with... the pro- my, my United can buy, but the things that they cannot use. But the things that we have, we're talking about a world-class coach in Pep Guardiola, right? Yeah. And then we, we, he, he has a team that he can buy. He can buy anyone, too. If he wants to, the only thing is that he has not seen, and he's too special in buying players to the players that he buys. You know, he has to, you know, the player must meet his demands. If it's not the player that can play towards uh, the way he wants, yeah. you just play maybe even half a season and you're gone. Specific style, yeah. You know, and Man City have wasted a lot of money too. You know, so I mean, that's the. I think that's the, the nature of the with, game, though. It's yeah. the nature of the game, to be honest. Like that's like once you once you get into that league, I think you can say the same for the next team we're going to talk about, like your favorite team, Chelsea. They've done the same thing before. Like they've wasted money on transfers. Uh, yeah, like, but not that. Not that, where, not that. Not that. Like Man City and Man United. Well, I mean, 
to a degree, yes, but I think the difference is Abramovich knows when to switch things up. Like he does it very quickly. Like yeah. if something's not working, he doesn't wait for like that's why it seems like I think with like City, actually United to a larger extent than City, it seems like a waste because they persist or they I think they're changing now actually, but they persisted with like so many of those players, like Smalling, Bill Jones, Lingard, like they keep you know, paying those players high wages, buying players that don't fit their system, keeping those players on the team versus Chelsea. If it's not working out, you're out. You're out exactly. Like that season. I think Man City is close to that too. I, that's why I don't, I don't really agree because I think Man City is close to that model. Like if you're not fitting Pep style, you're out of the door in six months. Like that's not, it's not something they're going to waste time with versus look at Arsenal or United. Even Liverpool to a degree, they don't really have as much as successful as Liverpool have been in the last two years. Um, I think with transfers too, they still have they still have a long way to go. But that's 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 those three. But tell me about Chelsea. Tell me about how do you think about the game? Like, well, what do you think about uh, Thomas Tuchel so far? So far, so good. Even though we had a stumbling block against uh, West Brom prior to the. First leg <laughs> that game was Champions a League quarterfinal. <laughs> that game was a disaster. <laughs> you know, um, I gave up the moment uh, West Brom scored. The third the first goal. goal. No, oh, the okay, third that's one. Okay. The third one, and we were down ten men. And uh, this my this was my take when I gave up. Or before I gave up, I said. I remember the game we played some time ago against Reading in the league when John Terry, I think, uh, we ended that game with either Reading or QPR. I can't remember. We ended that game with, I think, nine men. Mm-hmm. We had Drogba on the field. I think he had an Elka. He had all these big, big names then. Those guys saw out that game. And I think we won that game. This one, I don't see any player in anybody in Chelsea that, you know, that could galvanize the team and then fight for a comeback, even with 10 men. Now, I've been in the game for a while now. And if you go down 10 men, it's almost impossible for you to lose a game. What? Yes. No. Yet. If, if you, you go, go down 10, ten minutes, men, if you're leading the game before or if you're losing the game. Even if, he, he, let's say it was a tie because we 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 were, we went ahead and then uh, before the red card. Mm-hmm. So now, when, what, I mean, what I meant by that is that when you're down 10 men with a team full of leaders, you up mm-hmm. your tempo. Your work rate increases. That's basically what happens. Your Which work rate true. automatically increases. But for Chelsea, the work rate went down. So the, I think they already gave up the time they got the red card. So with that, West Brom capitalized. Now, if... Tuchel, for me, he still stayed in his formation, in his back three. 
And you can you can just play back three with a with, with, with one man down, no way. I was expecting to switch to a back four, tighten up the midfield, remove one of the strikers. Personally, I would go for a 4-4-1. And that will we'll end that game in a tie. But the level of, of the play did not increase, or the, the tempo, the work rates did not increase. West Brom was West Brom just turned into a world-class team right away. And they 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 took advantage of that. They had a they have a smart manager in Sam Allardyce. Yeah, he was smart. The change he no. made when when Ivanovic got injured, instead of him bringing in another defender, he went for an attacking player. Why? Because Chelsea yes. did not. Yeah, but that's very rare from even Sam Allardyce. So exactly, because he already read the game ahead of the Chelsea team. He read the game ahead of them. So that's so that's the situation. But anyway, I'm glad we lost that game because it's made us to wake up. You know, the team woke up to like, yeah, you've gone, you've gone 13 games or 14 games unbeaten. Remember, it was the same thing that happened to Lampard. How many games unbeaten? And when we started losing, we never came back. So... This thing is just like a trigger for you to know, okay, I think we have done something that we, we shouldn't have done or maybe we have relaxed. And when you get into the end of the race, you don't just relax because you're about to cross the... No, you got like keep the... You have to keep the cylinders on. So I was, I was happy that we lost. I didn't take offense oh, about man, the loss. On. Yeah, no, I, I didn't take offense wrong. because I was looking at the Champions League. Am I going to get uh, the, the Premier League? Absolutely not. I'm not going you to get... You think Chelsea is going to win the Champions League? No chance Chelsea wins. I don't... I, at, least, at least we have not been in the quarterfinals <laughs> for the past how many seasons now? Yeah, okay? We but we have... A, we, at least we have a chance to get to the semifinals. If you guys face, who would be... Who would likely we'll be would playing be? either Liverpool or Real Madrid. I would be very worried if you play... Actually, if you play Real Madrid, the game might be in your favour, to be honest. But again, we'll see. I'll be very surprised if Chelsea gets to the final. Let's put it that way. I'd be Don't worry surprised. about it. Uh, just uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to a Roberto De Matteo 2.0. No, no chance that's ever going to happen. No I don't know. I don't, I'm just saying, I'm, I just told you, I'm looking forward to a Roberto De Matteo 2.0. You know, okay. Let, let's let's talk about the teams that actually win it. Let's so, talk about the teams that, that could actually win this Champions League. Yeah, on Bayern, the other side of the port. Yeah, the... Bayern versus P. That was that game was so. I think that game was really good. I was very surprised by the first two minutes. Uh, for what I saw from my Noya, that was that was quite shocking. But Mbappe is still doing what Mbappe is doing this season. So. You know, you can't you can't call him a, a farmer's league striker anymore because of who is doing these things to. So what do you think about the game? I, I enjoyed the game. Very entertaining. Even though Bayern were I thought they were a little off the pace, but they were still surprisingly they still offered some some threat. After at 2-0, I thought the game was done. But PSG in PSG fashion was, you know, they sat back too much, invited too much pressure. I didn't really create much after that. But. That's what happens when you take your eyes off the 
of the price, you know. Uh, personally, I've uh, throughout this season, uh, I've uh, what I was not surprised with the scoreline. I watched the game. I was not surprised. I was expecting PSG to win. And the reason why I said that was that I've watched Bayern a lot this season, both in the Bundesliga and uh, in, uh, in the Champions League. You know, even I watched them during the, uh, the FIFA uh, Club World Cup. And uh, for me, I, I saw what was coming. And the reason why I say what, that I saw what was coming was that they've gotten away a lot with, um, with coming back to win a game. You Which know, games did they do that specifically? They've done that in the Bundesliga. You know, they go down and then they come back. Mm-hmm. You know, before you know it, even against Dortmund, before you know it, yeah, oh, Lewandowski scored, but Lewandowski was not playing this time around. So that was an advantage for PSG. Secondly, um, their back line is also a little bit out of sports. I would say out of uh, not top like it used to be because they were playing high line too. Bayern, they played a lot of high lines this very, season. Very, very aggressive high line. Back, they push all the way up. So they concede and then they will come back and win again. And you I know? Think they score a little bit. I think, I think they compensate by scoring like five or six or, you know, three, four, five, six. So they know they'll concede one or two, but that's, it's okay if they can score five. So that, that happens when you play in a team that cannot defend their goals. And to be fair, PSG should have done this to them in that final. That, that's why I was a little bit disappointed exactly. in the way they played. Like they, they played the exact same game that they played PSG in that final. But the yeah. difference is PSG, Neymar and Mbappe were wise to, you know, to exploit the spaces this time, which they didn't do before. And if you see also why Alfonso Davis didn't start that game, who who knows? I don't know. It's not as if he was injured because he came in, you know, I think in the second half or something. Mm. You know, um, Boateng and uh, Sule for me, I don't rate Sule. Uh, no, you know what's funny? I actually, I actually, he's still very high. I don't, I see, I don't see a lot of people give him critique. Um, I don't really see what's special about him personally, but I think your point about Alfonso Davis as well. I think if he played that alters the, the, the outcome of the game as well because yeah, he's good at going like going up and down, and I don't Absolutely. think there's enough space to exploit on the left between him and Alaba if he plays. Exactly. So with that, I think uh that was what they got it wrong. But uh who cares when uh Another team is doing well, you know, the other one. When a team is conceding goals, the, the team that is scoring must be doing something good, you know, because that's the nature of the game. You know, PSG, we are up in their business, like going for the kill, you know, uh, you play a high line and then you don't have a recovery player like uh, Davis, you know. So these are also psychological things that when you see the lineup, oh, Davis is not playing, so let's exploit. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. When, when he came in, there was a change. 
when he came in, there was a change, even in Bayern going forward and also in their defending. Then they removed Sule and put in Boateng, you know. So these are the things that for me, PSU are like, uh-oh, these two guys are not on the field. So we're going to go for it. And besides, PSG didn't have Marco Verratti, which for me is a, is a big was a big miss. Yeah, too. that's a big miss too. Do we pull the strength in that midfield? But like they didn't it miss it. I mean, I can't say they didn't miss it. They, it. It would have been more devastating if he played that first half, actually, because he knows yeah. how to find. Exactly. So PSG have, have done their homework well, and that was an away win. You know, this is something that hardly happened. You know, it was an away win. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing them in the semifinals already. <laughs> except <laughs> if they if they go back and do their PSG thing. It's PSG, anything. They, they came, they, they considered six to Barcelona because they went 6-1 down. So I'm not going to be surprised. But again, I actually want them, I think they're my favorites to win just because they were there last season. They want revenge, for, especially Mbappe. Mbappe will take the game by the scruff of the neck by himself if he has to to get to that final. So I, I see PSG's hands all over the. Yeah, over let the him play the semi final. Don't worry. Take it step by step. Take the semi finals first. You know, okay. because. Give me your predictions yeah, then. Man City, Man City is still there, you know, even though they are playing Dortmund, you know. So. I'm expecting a PSG and Man City to meet in the semi-finals. Okay. And then on the other side, who do you and then on the other side, I mean, of course, is already there. If we throw away a 2-0 lead, I'm going down Stamford Bridge and I'm, <laughs> uh, and I'm going to, you know, give corporal punishment to all the starting 11 and with the coach, all of them. And, uh, but yeah. Um, we are in the semi-finals. I would just confidently oh, say man. that. Oh man, that's one of the most arrogant things I heard. But let's okay. Let's take you. So your predictions <laughs> is Chelsea versus Madrid. Um, yes, I would. I would. Unfortunately for my Liverpool uh, fans and friends, uh, I think um, they have uh, missed an opportunity to to beat Madrid. But also, I will not give up completely on Liverpool because of it is Liverpool. Exactly. That's that, that's the thing. Yeah. I think I think they're gonna be fired up for the second leg. So your your predictions are what City PSG to go through and then Chelsea and what do you want Chelsea, to say? Chelsea I will leave uh, the Liverpool and Madrid game open. You know uh, okay I'm going to I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to say it's going to be Chelsea versus Liverpool in the semis. <laughs> And all English. I think, I think they might I think they might pull it together for that second. Like they might just do it for the second leg. Uh and then I think Dortmund will put they'll put up a fight, but City will have just enough. So I'm going to say City versus I think it's the same thing for actually PSG is playing at home. Yeah. I'm going to do the bold thing and say they're gonna blow Bayern away in the second leg. It's not going because to be you're close. Wearing, because you're wearing a PSG shirt. <laughs> They're going to so blow Bayern away. <laughs> PSG will blow Bayern away. So PSG uh, through to the semis. Uh, so PSG, City, Liverpool, and then Chelsea. And then PSG, we'll, we'll, we'll see what the we'll see what the semis blow. You know, that shirt you're wearing is deceiving you. <laughs> Why is that the case? 
because you are too excited about PSG, so you already placed PSG in the semi in the finals already. But I think they're going to win. To that, that's me. I, I think they're going to win the trophy just because of what happened not even too long ago, like in the summer. But we'll that's see. not a criteria. Oh no, it's a criteria. Like when they have Mbappe and Neymar, that, that pain that they felt. That didn't pain they, that they didn't, felt. Didn't the two of them play in the finals last season? That's what I'm saying. The pain of not winning that final, especially for Mbappe. Neymar has won the Champions League before. Mbappe's legacy. Mbappe is too young. He can still win Champions League. Oh, no, no, no. He can still win more. But he needs to. For him to be looked at as Ronaldo and Messi level, he has to start winning. No, I mean, he, he will... I think he will... If he keeps his head down and keeps playing, because what has kept, you know, Ronaldo and... Uh, and Messi above the rest is that they kept their heads down and they kept playing football, you know. And they were they were they are disciplined players and they they just get on the field to play the game and to score goals and to enjoy it. For from Mbappe, if he keeps doing that, how old is he? He's twenty one, I guess, and he's already reached hundred goals in 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 League One. Reached 100 goals in Ligue 1, uh, won the World Cup, could probably be in the conversation for Ballon d'Or if they win the Champions League. So I see, I think there's a lot riding on him for winning this Champions League this year. So I he's think that, to, I'm like, going to see he, their favorites. He's got to tell his defense too, you know. They have a world-class goalkeeper in Kilo Navas, but that's that defense line, I don't know. Marquinhos, I, 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 I think he got injured in that game. So, um, Kimpembe is not trust for me. I can't trust him 100%. Not by himself, yes. <laughs> yeah, so th- those are the things. Uh, on the right and on the left, you know, they are not world class. You know, you, if you had uh, players like uh, Alfonso Davies in your left back position and have. Uh, a player like Kyle Walker in your right back position, I say okay, but I uh, I don't trust your defense that much the way as nah. the attack, you know. But uh, nah. I think I think Pochettino is a little bit street smart. I think there's a lot of factors for PSG. The whole Pochettino doesn't win trophies. Fact that he's been to the Champions League final before and didn't win. Uh, he, can win the, he can win the league one and uh, win a. I don't even know if they'll win the crown. To be honest, Lille have been very, very determined. Uh, so that one's a different conversation. But, uh, but I, I don't know. I just see PSG like it, because then for Pochettino, if he wins the Champions League, what happens in the league doesn't matter. That's yeah, that, exactly. Like, that's cool. So I think he's he's all his eggs are in Champions League basket. So I think there's a lot riding on PSG to win this one. So I'm gonna say for me, I'm jumping the gun. I'm going to say PSG will lift that trophy. Okay, uh, we'll see you to that. 